You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. This week we're, we're starting a new series um, titled Disciplines of Disciples. And uh, there are areas in our Christian walk that require discipline for us to grow into the image of Christ. We love to think, or we may think even, that we give our lives to Jesus and the rest just, just, it just happens naturally. But actually, we have a part to play in, in moving forward in, our things, in the things of the Lord. To become the image of Christ, to, to be all that he wants us to be, requires us to put in place things in our lives that sometimes don't necessarily come natural. There are things that God asks us to do that by default we sometimes may overlook or kind of carry on as normal. But there are disciplines that God calls us to have. The Apostle Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 to, to 27. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after all, after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. We go into, into spiritual training so that we can receive a crown that will last, right? Paul's talking about this, this reality that, you know, you can compete in the Olympics and you can go to strict training and a strict diet and you, you go to the gym and you run and you do all these things so that, that you can, can get a prize. But then Paul says, actually, but we also are training, right? So that, but we're, we're training to run to win. We're, we're putting everything in so that in that, we ourselves aren't disqualified. Even we might preach to others, but actually we are prepared for what God wants to do in our lives. We, we haven't forgot about what God wants to instill in us. And so Paul challenges us to train and to run to win, to not run aimlessly, but actually to be disciplined in our spiritual lives. In our life groups this past week, we, we looked at the discipline of prayer and our need to have regular times alone with God. Unless prayer is a priority in our lives, it can easily be sidelined, can't it? I don't know about you, but we, you have days that are busy and you, you get up early because you've got an appointment, you've got something happening. And by the end of the day, you're exhausted. And, and then the next day comes and maybe it's another busy day. And pretty soon, two or three days can go by and you realize, you know, I haven't really spent any time with God. There might have been kind of those little prayers that we pray just in those kind of moments of decision. But actually, just spending time alone with God, it can easily be sidelined. And e- amazingly enough, even in ministry, it can easily happen. You would think, well, I've got all the time in the world. Actually, it's, it's just as challenging, I find now, as when I was working a secular job. To prioritize. I need to prioritize it. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. We can pray on all occasions. But just like Jesus, there was a need for him to, to pull away from everyone else and just be with, the, be with the Father. And that's what we looked at and talked about in our life groups. We need to pull away and have these times. And to introduce our next discipline, we're going to read... Uh, Psalm 119, verse 105. 
119, verse 105. It says, it's a very short verse. Some of you know this by heart. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. I want to read it one more time. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. This short verse has four foundational thoughts to, to kind of bring an understanding. One is that we're all on a journey, right? If he's speaking about this pathway, this, we're moving some direction. So his word is a light for what? It's a path. It is a, there's a journey that we're on. Every day that we live, we're, we're moving through a, a timeline. Can I just tell you what? You're not going to have another chance to live this life again. You're not going to come back as some other animal or some other creature to do it all over again. And hopefully next time you get it right. No, we're moving through time, aren't we? There's a beginning and there's an end to our lives. And we're moving. We have one shot at it. So we're on a path. We're on a journey. We're going somewhere. Every day we're, we're moving towards a destination. And each one of us has a destination that we're going to. Hopefully it's. It's a great destination, but all of us are still headed towards a destination of some sort. There's a path then also that's marked out for each of us. For it says, you light up my path, right? My path. There's that path that we've, we have. And over this last two months, we did a series on a view from above, God's plan for our lives. So I won't kind of regurgitate all of that thought, but God has a plan. He has a path for you and for, for, for me. But this journey is also in darkness when we're on our own. Right? If you take God's light out of it, we are otherwise in darkness. Trying to find our way in otherwise a, a dark path. We're trying to find our path in the dark. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever walked somewhere where it's really dark? And you're trying to find your way, especially like in the woods. How many have walked in the woods in the dark. A few of you. I know in the southeast of England, it's actually pretty hard to find places that are pretty dark because there's so much light, right? But if you go up into Scotland or you go somewhere in Canada, I tell you what, there can be darkness, darkness, where you're just like, I can't, I can't see anything unless you've got a torch with you. you you're, you're completely lost. Actually, this is this reality. We're groping in darkness if there isn't an outside light coming in. But the fourth foundational thought in this, this verse is that there is a light available for us, right? There's a light available for our feet, which when we talk about a light for our feet, it's the next step, right? Light for my feet is the next step I'm going to take. But also a light for the path, which is the direction of travel. So it's the next step, but it's the direction of travel. It's the light for both. I need to know what is the next thing I need to do, but I also need to know where I'm going. Yes, there's a light for both, both things. Now, the light comes from your word, it says. Your word. Whose word is this? God's word, right? Interestingly enough, this word is actually, it's a spoken. It's the, it's the word of God. It's not just a, a, um, a static thing, but it's a living word. It's a word that's as if you and I are having a conversation. It's the word of God that gives light to my individual situation, the decisions I'm making right now. But it's a light that also shows me where I'm going in this life, where I need to be headed, where... What, what overall direction do I need to be going in all things? It's God's word that gives us life. Now, Jesus said to, about himself, he said this in John 8, 12. He says, I am the light of the world, right? 
Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He is the word became flesh. Right. Jesus is the light. In John 1, 1, he is the word, both in who he is, but also what he gives. He is the light. Now, here, in, here lies the discipline of disciples that we're looking at today. OK, are you, listen here. If we are on a journey and there is a marked path for us. But the only way we can see our way is if Jesus lights up the way by his word. Then. The discipline I must develop is the ability to hear and listen to his voice. Because in this passage of scripture, we've got two thoughts. We, we're talking about seeing, but actually the word is a listening thing, isn't it? The word lighting up is something that we're listening. It's something we're perceiving. It's something we're, we're receiving that isn't with our physical eyes. It's with our spiritual ears that by, by hearing the word of God, it actually lights up the path. Yes. So the discipline for you and for I for me, is to listen and to understand what it is God is trying to say to me. You and I, we can pray, and we talked about this on in our life groups, we can, we can shoot out the prayers one direction, but God is, is warning us to hear his voice in return, right? If we don't hear what he is saying, we are still in darkness. If you don't know what God is saying to you, you are still in darkness, it's as we tune our ears to his voice, actually the light comes onto the path. And light comes onto our feet. We start to know what the decisions we need to take, the steps we need to take, because we, we've, we're hearing instruction. Now, to help us understand the key points that are required about hearing and listening, we're going to demonstrate this. And I just need three volunteers who are bold and courageous. Julian, thank you. I saw that hand. Come on, come on down. Come on down. I, I need two more. Two more brave people. All right, Russ. Come on, Russ. All right, Becky. Thank you. Okay, what we're going to do. Russ, you're at the front. Um, actually, Becky, you're the only one who's not wearing glasses. So let's just use you. You're going to start over here. Okay? okay. Now, Becky represents you and me, humanity. Yes? You're normal. You're us. You're like, you're like representative of all of us. Okay. You're like Adam or Eve. <laughs> Maybe more like Eve than Adam. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to blindfold you. Okay. I'm going to explain what's going to happen. So she's not confused in the process. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to blindfold her and she's going to represent starting off on a journey. Now your journey is from here to the other wall. Okay. Now, you're not going to be able to see where you're going. So that's going to represent the darkness. Now, we're also going to have Russ and Julian who are going to represent God and everyone else. Okay. Now, one of them, and you're not going to know who, is going to give you the right directions. And one of them, who you're not going to know, is going to give you the wrong directions. Okay. And you and I, we can, we can also give directions, whatever directions we want to give. Now, to make it even more complicated, you are going to keep talking to me the whole time. Okay? So you're going to be listening to them. You're going to be listening to whatever jibber-jabber we want to do. And you're going to be talking to me. And you're going to get from here to there. 
successfully. But just so that, because right now you're already probably charting your course, so you could do it without even thinking, well, we're going to turn you around a few times so that <laughs> we don't want any cheating going on. Okay, would you mind putting that on? Does everyone know what's going to happen? Yes? Okay. Can you see anything? Nothing. Zero. Okay. Now, she's not going to know this. Who wants to be God? Okay. You're everyone else and the enemy. You're okay. Okay. So, um, are you guys ready? The curtain now opens. Scene one. Okay. We're going to see beforehand, before the fall of man, she wasn't blindfolded. Right? Since the fall of man. Okay, stop. All right. Now, you guys come here. Okay. On the time of go, we're going to, one of you is going to give the right instructions, one is going to give the wrong instructions. And then you guys can, if you want to give any input, you can. But please don't make it so all the input's going in one direction. Okay? Are you ready, Becky? Yeah. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Action. Straight ahead. Straight ahead. Turn around. Turn around. Straight Turn around. Straight Turn around. Yeah. Yeah, you need to start moving. So you need to start moving. Yeah, you need to move. You need to go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're making great strides. It's no problem. You're going right. You're going to the straight. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Okay, that was really great. Uh, you're making such great strides. We could be here all morning. Okay, keep that on. Keep that on. Okay, now what we're going to do to... Okay, that's life, right? You head into this world and everything is telling you, go this way and this is what you need to be happy. This is what your, your focus is. This is the answer to my life. Is you're going here, you're going, oh, no, that's a dead end. Oh, no, that's a dead end. Oh, no, that's heartache. Um, you're kind of going in all these different directions. All the while, God is there trying to get our attention. Yes? He is speaking, but we're not always listening. Okay, so only this time, you guys are silent. You're not going to be speaking to me, and only God's going to speak. And we're going to see, we're going to start. So I'm going to back you up. Don't worry. We're going to turn you all around. Shake it all about. All right. Stop. Okay, now only God is going to direct her steps. And we're going to see how quickly she can get from the beginning of her life to where God has intended her to go, which is on the other side of the room. Okay? And action. Becky is God. Turn around. Keep turning around. Stop. Walk straight ahead. Keep walking. Stop. Turn a little bit to your left. Stop. Keep walking. Stop. Turn to your left. 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 Go ahead. Straight ahead. Stop. These are the Go obstacles around. of life. Stop. A bit to your left. Just shuffle to your left. Shuffle. Shuffle. That's it. Look straight ahead. Keep straight. Walk, walk straight ahead. Keep walking. Keep walking. Stop. Turn to your right a little bit. More to your right. More to your right. More to your right. Stop. To your left again. Stop. Straight ahead. Straight ahead, stop. To your left, to your left. Now keep walking straight ahead. Listen to God. Stop. 
Thank you guys. You did that well. Very, very well. <laughs> Julian's a very convincing God. <laughs> there, were, there were a few key areas that needed to be adjusted in order for Becky to fulfill her call, her mission, her plan. These are what we're going to look at that are required when we talk about listening and hearing you know, it's interesting when you talk about hearing and listening, there are two different things that are going on. Hearing is, we hear things all the time, don't we? We're hearing noises. We're hearing people talking. Listening is actually taking on what is being said, following through and, and processing it. Even in our music practice this morning, uh, the kids were speaking to me, but I wasn't listening. I was hearing them. But, you know, as a father does, we just sometimes we overlook that those comments, and so I wasn't listening. And sometimes, very rarely, it happens in return, where the kids will not be listening to what I'm saying. Very rarely. Very rarely. It's time to do the washing up. They hear it so clearly. Time to hoover. Anyways, um, here, we need, there, here are the things, key areas in hearing and listening. One, Becky needed to quiet herself. You see, you and I, we have our own will, don't we? We have a thought process of where we think we need to be going. We have an idea of, of, of what we want out of this life. And actually, we, we can project that into what we even think God is saying. We, we're, we're speaking, we're talking, we're, we're thinking. And one thing that's interesting, when we look at scriptures, we're, we're challenged to surrender, to submit our will to the Lord. Jesus himself said, if you want to follow me, what you must do, you need to pick up your cross and follow me. Do you know what? Dead people don't talk. Right? Dead people don't talk. They don't make any noise. In fact, I've been to a number of funerals and it's always quiet from the, the coffin. Hopefully. <laughs> Thank you, guy. <laughs> Yes, that's right. We're called in Romans to be living sacrifices. We're challenging the Lord's Prayer. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This whole idea of saying, God, your, your kingdom come in my life. You know what? In order for us to hear his voice, we need to be quiet in ourselves. We need to be submitting ourselves as a fundamental even in this respect of coming to the Lord and, and giving our lives over to Him in that place of salvation, the starting blocks, it only happens when we surrender completely to Him, right? We need to be, to be quiet. We need to uh, give of ourselves to Him. But also, in a practical sense, is giving God space to speak. Times that we're just quiet before God. You know, again, that goes back to what we were talking about in life groups. If there's never time for God to speak to your heart, how do you expect Him to speak to you? If you never give him opportunity. I mean, yes, God can get your attention. But if you want ongoing direction, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, 
Keep going. This is the step. This is the direction. This is where you need. You need to be listening and you need to give space for God to speak it. I think God can use it whatever means possible to get our attention. But getting our attention is different than an ongoing light to our, our feet and to our path. It's slightly different. Attention grabbers are the, are the moments where we suddenly think, oh, God, where are you? I, I need your help. And, and God gets our attention and maybe speaks something. But he calls us to get away with him and to listen to his voice. But it requires us to be quiet. And even in our prayer time, guys, we, we, we need to say, hey, do you know what? Right now, God, again this day, I'm picking up my cross, dying to myself, saying it's not my will. God, I want to hear what your will is. What is it you're saying today? That's a starting point for us. The second is, is silencing the other voices in our lives. We have people all around us and society as a whole telling us how we should live, what we should pursue, the things we should think, that the goals we should have. And yet we see in Romans 12 too that we're not to conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. He wants us not to dwell on what everyone else is saying, all the other voices in our lives, but we need to silence those voices by being uh, taking hold of the mind of Christ in our own lives. We can take authority over those thoughts, those that bombard us and, and, and try to shape us as to who we need to be. Again, when we follow Jesus, the path that we're on in following Jesus is not the same path that the world is on. Road is, or sorry, wide is the road to destruction, but narrow is the path that leads to life, right? You and I are not on the motorway. We're on this little journey, this little path, this little bridle way, following Jesus' voice. But if we're trying to conform to the world, it gives us the wrong directions. It continually points us back to the motorway. You're going this way. No, that's the wrong way. The motorway is this way. You're going on the hard path. There's a faster way this way. That's wrong. And those moments we need to conform. or so we, we, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. What is God? What are you saying? And I'm taking authority over those thoughts. But at the same point, the world is speaking. Also, the enemy is out to steal, kill and destroy. He doesn't want you to, to win. He doesn't want you to finish well. He wants you to get disrupted and, and to, to have falls and to, to get completely off the course. And so he's always nattering stuff in your ear. We've got a great passage of scripture in, in 2 Corinthians that speaks about the authority we have in Christ. And it's a great passage. I'm just going to read it real quick. It's 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 10. It says this. It says this. As soon as I find it. It says the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. You and I have a part to play in silencing the other voices. We can take captive the thoughts that are not according to God's will. And we can take authority in the name of Jesus over those thoughts, over those voices in our minds that are not leading us in the path that leads to life. When there's a thought and there's a directional uh, word that's coming into our life, especially in points of decision, and it does not conform to what God is saying to us, we need to take captive those thoughts and make it obedient to Christ. No one can do that for you. Only you can do that. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I take authority over that thought. 
Be silenced. Speak it out. Take authority over it. Silence the voices that are not of him. If you silence yourself and you silence the enemy, you're in good, you're in a good place to start listening. The next thing is tuning our ear to his voice. In John 10, we have this whole passage about Jesus speaking to his sheep and his sheep hearing, knowing and following his voice. What does the voice of God sound like? How does he speak to you? God can speak to us in many different ways, but primarily he speaks to us in our own thought process. Not every thought you have is your own. Do you know that? Not every thought that comes through your head is your thought that you generated. God is often speaking to us right in our own thinking. But again, I think if we've given our will over to the Lord, we've taken authority of every thought that isn't of God, and we say, Lord, I'm wanting to listen to what you're saying, we can have confidence that what comes next is from him. Yes? We can have confidence that he's speaking to us at those moments, and we can take hold of what he's saying, and we say, okay, God, I'm listening now to your voice. Now, God can speak into our thoughts. He can speak through dreams and visions and an audible voice. He can speak through prophetic words. He can speak through, through scripture with the help of the Holy Spirit. In fact, God can speak through any way possible. He can even speak through a donkey. Amen. Amen. But I think it comes primarily when we've quieted ourselves. We've given space and we say, Lord, speak. Your servant's listening. I, I want you just to hear your voice. You know, it's in that quiet space that I believe God plants in us and puts in us what he's wanting to share. Again, that can be as you, as you start to read scripture. That can be as you just are quiet in his presence. Do you know quietness and, and solitude is not something that comes naturally for many of us? It's much easier to be talking than to be quiet. Right? Some of you can agree. To just be quiet and still and silence everything else and just allow God that, that, op that blank canvas of your heart and say, okay, God, just write something here. Just tell me what you think. Not rushing that time, but allowing him to speak what he needs to speak in its entirety. It can be a powerful thing. The reality is that God is, is always wanting to communicate to us. As we've read in the scripture, your word is a light to my feet and to my path. It means it's ongoing. It isn't a question. I've said this before. It isn't a question of whether God is wanting to speak to us or if he's speaking. It's the question always is, are we listening to what he is saying? Many of us are facing big decisions in life and we don't know what to do. But have we taken the time to actually listen in the first place? We're looking and listening to all other voices, but we're not focusing on the one voice that can lead us to the destination. That can help us along the journey, that can give us the strength to carry on. For God, it isn't just the destination. It is the journey. He's wanting us to know his voice in the journey. In fact, for God, the, the, the journey is the destination. Is us to know his heart, is to know his will, is to know his purposes, to be like him. But it only comes as we listen the last point, as I bring it to a close, is, is trust and obedience. We're called in James 1 to, to not just be hearers of the word, but to be doers. And you know, it's so easy to hear the things that God is saying, but it's sometimes very difficult to apply them to our lives. 
we love to hear the nice things, but sometimes God challenges us and it's easy for us to kind of overlook those things. In James 1, 22 to 24, it says this. It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he's looked at or what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom. What is the perfect law that gives freedom? It's Christ. And continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it. He will be blessed in what he does. What's he saying? We take that time, that space. We say, God, I want you to speak to me. God speaks to us. God reveals in his word, his heart, his thoughts. Then what do we do? If we think, oh, that was nice and carry on unchanged, then it's like looking in the mirror, completely forgetting what we've seen. What we do is we take hold of those thoughts and say, okay, God, this is what you're saying. I need to start applying it. What was the action plan? How do I live this out? What is it you're wanting? How do I, how do I put this into works? We're not to be as we are, unchanged by what God has said. But every time God speaks to us, it is to change us, isn't it? Every time God speaks, it's to breathe life, it's to bring hope, it's to alter our course so that we continue on the path that he's called us to. What is God saying to you this morning? What is it that he's wanting to instruct to your life? When was the last time you heard God speak to you? Maybe all of this is very new to you. You think, well, God never speaks to me. Oh, but he does. He does. I can guarantee there's not a person in this room that God has not spoken to. Everyone God speaks to. It's us tuning into his voice, finding the frequency of heaven and listening. This morning, as a response, I want to do something. We did this with Mark Verkler a, a, a year ago, but we just took time to listen to what God is saying. And he had us write it down. Right. First of all, we are communicating to God what we thought. And then it was a matter of us writing down what we felt him saying back in, in return to us. And. And he challenged us to, to not try to discern the word before we receive it, but listen to it and then discern it. Right. So that was the whole idea is to just write it, just to let it flow. And then once you let it flow, go back to it and say, OK, God, was this God? Because sometimes we interrupt the flow of God speaking because we're trying to diagnose or trying to figure is this God? Is it not God? Is it God? Is it not God? And sometimes if we just let it, let it come and then come back to it, God reveals what what are you saying? And so we've got a, a, a little bit of paper. Maybe not quite enough paper. Um, we've got two options here. If you want to journal it, and just, we're going to take only five minutes to do this. To write down at this moment, God, what are you saying? Or if you want to just be here and just quietly listen, we're going to just give God space this morning to speak. Is that Okay. We have some paper. Anyone want some paper? Nobody wants. Okay, Roy. Dave, would you be so kind to? And you can do it in coloring pencils, I guess. Anybody else want a paper? All right, I'm just going to pray. And we're just going to invite the Lord to speak to us. Lord, 
I thank you that you want us to hear your voice. You created us to hear your voice. You say in your word that your sheep know your voice. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come in this moment and just speak to each one of our hearts. Reveal your thoughts, your truths, Lord. We welcome you in this space, Jesus. We silence all the other voices. We silence ourselves. Lord, we submit our will to you, Lord. We want your will to be done in us. So, Lord, we, we come before you. We say, Lord, would you speak? Your servant's listening to this morning. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.